Welcome to the Who That Kids podcast. It's your boy RK rocking with JD. Man, that got my head bobbing a little bit there. Kind of like brought me some like KRS One vibes or something. I'm not sure what that was, but that was that, that was, was awesome. That was Snoop from back in the day, the best rap album of all time. You can at me if you don't believe me. Um, <laughs> let's let's just jump right into all the fun stuff. I I started off with six million ways to die. Choose one because that's really my mentality going into the playoffs right now. A lot of people are really down on the Quan injury. Um, you know, us chasing the one seed or maybe falling to the three seed and all these other things. But after what I saw on Christmas Day, I was going to say Christmas Eve, um, the present that I received on Christmas Day watching Alvin Kamara run rec shop and watching our offensive line do the things that they were doing has got me extremely excited. And for the first time since we played Buffalo, ironically, I'm watching a Buffalo game right now on TV, um, where Sean was just like kind of having fun with it and running the ball repeatedly, repeatedly. How many runs in a row was it? Was it 25? It must have been. I think it was 25 straight runs I think we yeah. ran as a team. Anyways, my whole point is the ability for us to run the ball the way we did and Latavius Murray didn't even bust off, that says a lot for me, especially since we're going to be able to host a playoff game. And then no matter where we have to go after that, and I have a whole idea about what we're going to be talking about with playoff predictions after. Um I'm excited. I don't know if you can hear my voice. I'm excited. I, I really am, I'm, and and I feel like this is the year. I I'm also man excited. I I can't believe that we got to see that on Christmas Day of all things. Like, because it's been such a, a a talking point all year where run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, win the game, and then on arguably one of the more important games of the year for redemption purposes, um, on the calendar. Second of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just for you know the Saints mentality to to kind of just clinch the South, forget the rest, and and get what we get coming up next week. Um, that was a beautiful thing to see. And and watching the red and green cleat guy mm-hmm. go ahead and do that. Um, and, and and the amount of talk for the cleats too over the over Twitter on, on the broadcast. It was nice. In my own house with my wife. It was it's just he does it because he knows he's gonna have a big game. I recall two years ago, I think it was two the years gold, ago, maybe the three gold now. Cleats? No, it was the red. It was the red Dorothy from Wizard of Oz cleats. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, those, those sparkly too. things on Christmas weekend. Man, this guy just knows when to wear the right shoe, mm-hmm. and and the shoe fit on Friday, and it kicked the shit out of the Vikings, and we gotta love that. Yeah, um, I I was a big fan of the fact that um, AK took what the defense gave him, and then every time he got just a little bit of green grass, it seemed like he had another gear. It really did. And I, I really want to give props. And I haven't given props all year. Cesar Ruiz. You, he gets a game ball for me. Uh, I, gave out, I, I gave out six game balls in this game. Cesar Ruiz got one. Teron Armstead got two. Number three was James Hurst. Number four was Ryan Ramchek. Number five was Eric McCoy. And number six was Alvin Kamara. I'm not interested in anybody else. I don't care. I felt like the defense actually did not play that well. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that after when we break down the game. But um, the offensive line and Alvin Kamara, they just did. It was a clinic. It was a clinic. To get Alvin to the second level was the entire, you could tell that was a game plan. And I was actually curious why they put Hurston at left guard. And for them to put Hurston at left guard meant to me that they thought that he was going to be the biggest mauler in the run game. And they knew they were going to be able to use him to get 
uh, Kamara's at the second level. So for me, game balls, game balls to those guys. Um, did you have any game balls you want to give out in that game other than Nothing Kamara? Different. Nothing, Nothing different. Nothing different? Because, no, okay. No. Okay, let's talk about the game then. So I, 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 lo- I love that you gave six. Like the sixth mention was to Alvin for the six touchdowns. Had to that's, that's why I did it. That's why I did it. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and I, didn't, I didn't feel like we had to belabor the point. You know what I mean? No. Like... <laughs> and one thing I want to shout out too is is uh, is Brian Baldinger saying that that was the best offensive lineman game of the entire season of all 240 games played so far. He's never seen a man play that well all year long. And I trust I trust Baldy. I trust his yeah. takes. Yeah. I trust his video breakdowns. Yeah, he has another horse in the race. He's just he's just out there cutting film. And I I try I've tried to get him on our podcast. DMing him a couple of times, no response. But we'll get, we'll get there. Work, he's, he's just working too hard. Maybe that's what it is. But we'll but get the him. Guy, we'll get him. The, the guy shouted out Tehran and said the same thing. So two game balls is worthy for Tehran. Yeah. Um, the the interesting thing about Tehran was like when he took that corner on the edge and just threw him out the club, like that was hilarious. Like that's yeah. you put that on your film. I don't care if you're if if you're a ten time Pro Bowler at the end of your career. If that's on your highlight film, <laughs> that, that's your Uncle Phil moment. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Jazz, jazz getting yeah, jazz getting kicked out. Um. All right, but let's let's break. Let's talk about the game. So the first half, a little iffy. I don't know about you. I I didn't feel awesome with the first half. The way it was going. No. No. Um. I didn't like. I didn't like the execution. I love the play calls. Um. I was really disheartened. With some of the passes that Drew was throwing, and 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 the one in particular that really like kind of stung me and kind of gave me a reason to be a little bit worried with Drew, but let me say this: it got corrected later in the game, so I'm I'm not worried as of now. But in the game, I was worried. Was when he got Alvin Alvin Kamara on the linebacker, and it's just an easy wheel route. You just got to throw him to the back of the end zone to the pylon, mm-hmm. and Alvin's gonna get under the ball, and he underthrows him, and Alvin has to try and make a circus catch. You know what I mean? In order to to make the reception, and he doesn't make the reception, we settle for three. Come playoff time, that's not okay. You know, and so I, I really am hoping that that's something that um, Drew is looking at on film and being like, I can't make. Th-. And you know, he's a maniac, right? Like he's probably yeah. in the Superdome right now, throwing that pass right now to air. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not like I'm not sitting here being like, I wonder if Drew's gonna fix it. No, Drew's gonna fix it, and I think that. All of us armchair quarterbacks and people who think that we know so much, I think we've all got to just sit on our hands right now and say, "Okay, Sean, you got us." Uh, bringing Drew back for the the KC game was the right play. It knocked off for some sure. of the rust. It knocked off some of the rust. Um, it lost me some money, uh, if I <laughs> do have to tell you the truth, because Taysom was a fantasy maniac, and having Taysom would have been a lot better than having Drew. <laughs> um, for fantasy purposes, um, but anyway, but anyway, my point, my point is, Drew did knock off the rust. Um, he should have thrown the ball to Vikings twice. One got got saved by Callaway, and that was my offensive star, not named Alvin Kamara, um, that I kind of gave a thumbs up to in this game. I thought that Mar- Marquez Callaway was. I gotta get his name right. Um, I thought he was integral to everything that we wanted to do like remember how you had talked about like you have a love affair for him because he does all the same things that marcus colson does but he's just a little faster you're 100 right you're 100 right he sits in holes in zones and catches the ball you know confidently and he runs the right routes he's in the right places and then like when drew makes a mistake he bails drew out and knocks the ball out of the defender's hands 
mm-hmm. and keeps us in the red zone. So mm-hmm. I, I am a big fan uh, of Marquez. And, you know, God willing, he stays healthy because I feel like he is the type of Lance Moore, Marcus Colston hybrid player on this team that's going to move the chains and make a big play for us on like a two-point convert in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's the guy. So um, anyways, I, it, that, that's me for the first half. I, I was uneasy. Uh, what about you for the first half? Any thoughts? So, so here's here's the thing with my my watching on Christmas Day. As mentioned before, I I had to not watch the game live. I had oh to, yeah, that's right. You know, I had to PVR it, and then my, my daughter's request for Christmas, and I if that if that's the one gift I can give to her that that day, it's the cheapest one I can give to her. So I, I did it, and I, I gave it to her, and I said, you know what, I won't watch the game live. I'll watch when you go to bed. Um, and I had to. I watched it. And I was gonna say, okay, I'm gonna watch it all three hours, commercials included, just to kind of make it feel real. But knowing that it's Christmas Eve, I want to get my, you know, my eggnog and rums in and, and my beers in and just hang out and chill by the tree. I fast forward to some commercials, so I couldn't really get to the vibe of like this, you know, the the process of the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I watched, you know, play to play to play. I can skip it enough, you know, thirty seconds to get through the play clock into the next play. So I, I watched the actual like full momentum of the game transpire, but. What I did see was that we owned the ball, we ran the ball, and basically we played a game we have to play in January to keep our team in contention of winning every game that we play. And and maybe that was like our, you know, our our, our idea going into this game is that we have to win this game as a playoff game because this game is a playoff game. If we lose on Christmas Day to to a, a, a you know newfound rival. We have to then go to Carolina to play for the division, and we don't want to do that. So this is mm-hmm. a playoff game, and Sean Payton, if that's his playoff mentality, that's the mentality that it's going to drive us into where we want to get to. So obviously, like, you know, watching the game from that regard, I thought, okay, this is working for us. It's working for us. Now I take into account it's not playoff football for real. It's it also... was though. It was though. Sorry, I just want to cut you off. I want you to continue. It was though yeah. in the sense of this. I think that. The Saints knew that they might have to rest guys in Week 17, so this was a playoff game because this mm-hmm. allowed them to rest guys. Because now we don't have to play Week 17. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And and the thing is with with that, like this was against Minnesota's you know, backups uh, linebacker group. So mm-hmm. we can take it with a grain of salt. We can take it with the fact that it it's still NFL players, NFL game. They want to win so they can stay in the playoff hunt. We want to win so we can win our division. It's a playoff game in in some regards. Not officially, and Sean Payton showed that he can do that in that situation. Now, will he keep his same level of you know like confidence with the run game going into January? That we haven't seen yet. So, I I hope he understands that not this is what works for us at this point in our season with our team with our roster banged up as it may be. You know, losing guys on offense, losing Quan now for the year, which really really hurts us. We'll talk about that later, mm-hmm. but. But getting getting the run game established and showing that we are a force on the ground, because once we're a force on the ground, we can now open up the air for Drew, and 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 Drew Brees is still trying to you know fit balls into tight windows, and Austin Jesus, Carr made probably the best non-catch of all time oh. in a Saints uniform, um, back of the end zone, one-handed, held on to it, not a catch, but still Drew put that into a spot where the ball should have been for Kamara you talked about. But he put it there for the, for um, Austin Carr, and yeah. so so the the touch and precision is still there. Yeah. The fact that we saw him miss on that that wheel route you talked about, 
we saw that in week four in Detroit, that wheel route on fourth and one. That and ball that. was, yeah, put was perfect. perfectly there. Yeah. So he knows, he knows he underthrew that. And you're right. He's in there with lights off in the dome. He's doing the Michael Jordan in the, in the backyard thing right now in Space Jam. Yeah, he's, he's playing. In the, he's playing in the backyard. He's shooting that same shot every single time that he throws a ball. It's that same throw now. And he's hitting that in the playoffs, just like he did in Minnesota in 2017. Yep. That we wrote to Kamara then too. Like, he, he knows what he has in that play. He underthrew it. Thankfully, it wasn't picked. Um, but I think that Sean Payton now has a blueprint for how to beat any team in the playoffs. And, and, and I, I think, hope, yeah, sorry. Sorry. And, and I hope he just stays true to himself, doesn't get ahead of himself, lets his head deflate a little bit. And then, you know, keeps him grounded because if, if he doesn't, we're in trouble. If Drew's throwing the ball from being 14 down as opposed to being 14 up. Yeah. Um, I think you brought up a really good point. The fact that Sean Payton showing in the NFL that he can run and punch you in the mouth with the run game. I think that that is, that's a bigger weapon now for Drew Brees. I'll explain. Because if you saw in the second half when we did go play action, everybody sold out. So now if teams are looking at, they have to defend all that sh- all the short West Coast running stuff that we do as a team, and then they also have to look back and they have they have to de- they have to also defend, you know, our running game the way that our running game works. I think that you have Sean Payton having the rest of the league on stilts, and uh, sorry stilts skates stilts off balance is what I'm trying to say. Um, a couple of things that I thought were a little bit disheartening uh, in the second half. Well, part of the first half and then leading into the second half was the run game and the ability for their tight their tight ends to get free. Um, that was a little bit scary for me. Um, Irv Smith, like if you didn't, if you took the name off the back of the jersey and we were just watching, Irv Smith looked like Travis Kelsey, looked like Darren Waller. You know what I mean? Like it looked like a guy that we couldn't handle. And I don't know if that's because we, we didn't respect him coming in. So we didn't game plan. But I find that to be a little bit problematic because we've struggled with tight ends. And if we have to play Green Bay later, again, tight ends, not an ideal situation. The run game, we got beat in chunks again in the run game. So this is three weeks in a row where we're allowing big chunks. And we lost Quan Alexander. He's not coming back. So just, you know, throw that into the air. Throw it into the ether. Let it go. Quan's not coming back. We have to be better as a defense versus the run game on first down. That's the biggest thing. Second down stuff, I get it. Uh, if you get hit on a draw in the third in on third down, I get it. Stuff happens, right? But first down, we got to be that team. That team that's so stout. I think it was something like we had the the expected value of success or something like that as a stat by the analytics guys, mm-hmm. and the Saints led the NFL. So teams had. Um, like a negative expected value of return on first down runs against the Saints up until week 11. You know what I mean? Like that's a big stat. And that has to that has to con- like continue going on. I think losing Malcolm Brown, not having T-Rex, um, a big thing I saw in this game, Marcus Davenport really struggles against the run. Yes. Like he struggles against the run. So I think getting a healthy T-Rex that got some rest is going to be big. But the second round, the sec- the second half for me, I didn't like the fact that they were to run, able to run some misdirection stuff and get the tight ends involved, and the tight end, Irv Smith, was wide open. Um, I thought Malcolm Jenkins had a bad game. I don't know about you. I thought this was Malcolm's second worst game 
uh, next to the uh, Vegas Raiders game. So, yeah, no, he, uh, didn't, he didn't look like his usual self. That's he sure. was. He looked. He looked unsure all game. Maybe there was a family thing or a short week, maybe for him. Or who knows? It could be his body could be broken down. Like, and again, if we don't see if we don't see um, Malcolm Jenkins play two halves of football in Carolina, that that could be a thing, right? It could be a short week. He might not dress. They might say we might yeah. go JT Gray, and we might still be able to win because we'll have Marshawn and Jenkins. Um, so but anyways, that would, be, that would be nine nine days plus a week for him, which is which is a good amount for a seasoned veteran, right? Sixteen days off. That's a lot of time. Or, he or might not. If he plays Saturday. I guess that would be 15 days off, which is two weeks off. So that, that's decent amount. I think the NFL put us on Sunday. Or did they already establish who's, who's where? They, they haven't yet. But but I yeah. feel like if it's Arizona, I think we're playing Saturday night. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm, I'm, I think the NFL, I think the NFL hates Sunday us. Yet. I think the NFL hates us. I think they're going to put us Sunday morning. I think that. I think Sunday we're the Sunday. Noon? Yes, I think we're the Sunday at noon game. Um, okay, so let's just get out. Let's just get out of this this whole Vikings game. Is there anything that you want to talk about in the second half? No, no. I think we just dominated the ball at that point, and, and you know, won the way we won. And and I think uh, it, it might have. It might if Dennis Allen is not back next year, that this game might have been the one that says, "Okay, Mike Zimmer, you can now leave as head coach, and yeah. and the Saints might take him in into the dome." I'd be happy with that. And maybe, maybe Mike Zimmer hoped for that to happen. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, Will Lutz, the last take I had here, I forgot about. Will Lutz, he's back. He hit seven, seven converts and a field goal. He's back. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's good. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was good work for him. You know, in game work. Hey, and do you, do you think Sean went? Okay, so Sean went for that sixth touchdown to Kamara when he didn't really have to. Um, do you think that was another way to get? lots of kick in real game action again like just because like, like there might have been something like that too where it's not just to get you know Kamara the record after 91 years but yeah. maybe to, to, to get lots of the kick because he, he was yeah. kind of shaky but to go eight for eight in your kicks in the game is that's a huge confidence boost for kickers man i think i think you could also look at the fact that sean's petty sean's real petty yeah. and you could get that, yeah, and, and like and you could also look at the fact that <laughs> Sean Sean did the choke signal, <laughs> yeah, at the Vikings and was like oh, the, the, skull, the skull, the skull, yeah, yeah, or the skull clap, and he did the choke. Who did you do the choke symbol to? To Devonta Freeman. Yeah, the Falcons. Like so. Yeah. Like Sean's petty. He is petty. I know. So I'm Sean, just, might... I'm, just, I'm trying to justify it for him at this point. That's <laughs> no, what fans Sean, do, right? Sean's just a dickhead. Like it's just that's all it is. Like there's, there, you it. can't you can't turn around and be like, hey, Sean. Are you a real good sportsman? His answer, if he's being honest, with sodium pentothal, pentothal running through his veins, is, "No, I'm a, I'm a dickhead." So, <laughs> um, and that's who I love. I love the fact that he's dancing in the locker room. If he wasn't my coach, I'd hate him. But oh, Sean's a Sean's a cooler, twenty five year younger version of Pete Carroll. He's a player's coach. He yeah. knows his stuff, um, and and he's a savant when it comes to, you know, the ins and outs of the game, uh, on every level. He's very micromanaging, and I think the micromanaging leads us into the next segue. Um, <laughs> going into the playoffs, we are going to be the two seed. This is this is kind of my this is my thing going on in my head right now. Okay, my my prediction. I don't think uh, for any reason we can't be the one seed, but I'm just gonna brace myself and say we're gonna be the two seed. Yeah. So the way that the playoffs kind of break down for us, 
Well, let, I'll let you go because like talking with you earlier, you had a really good idea about the way this is going to look. So you think that the Rams are going to lose against Arizona with Wofford at quarterback, correct? I do. However, the fact that you know former Winnipeg Blue Bomber Chris Strebler is locked into the starting position at the quarterback for Arizona. Is he? I don't know what. Yeah. Well, Kyler, is, Kyler's Kyler might be out. I read today that Kyler was playing, but if that's out, that would be an amazing game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we we know what Chris Silver can bring to the field. He, he can bring a lot of physical, you know, um, very like Taysom Hill type traits. To yeah, the, to the football field, and if he can be a Taysom Hill, um, and just kind of even more unknown because no one knows anything about this guy. Yeah, but we, we as Bomber fans know about Chris Traveler. Um, if he if he can be Taysom Hill for them for a week without tape, I think that Arizona might benefit from that in a way. Yeah, I think I think the tape on Kyler is is almost like too simple to diagnose with guys like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, you know, bearing down on him and and taking away, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like. Not taking away, limiting. Can't take away yeah. 100 Hawkins, but yeah. limit him. I, I feel like it might be better for Arizona in this case to get in the playoffs with Strebler versus Wolford because there's literally nothing you can look at from the CFL tape to know what's going to go on. And if Arizona wins and Chicago wins against Green Bay, that bumps the Rams out of the playoffs. Chicago to the six, Arizona to the seven. And if Green Bay, you know, beats. No, they would have lost to Green Bay at that point, or mm-hmm. Green Bay at that point, Chicago would have. Then, obviously, we would play uh, Arizona unless Seattle beats, which they should, San Francisco. So, there's a lot <laughs> on Sunday happening um, at, in the 325 games for us. But, uh, but man, Arizona getting in would be interesting because the Rams, when healthy, definitely don't make me very comfortable. So, uh, man, I, I, this whole NFC playoff picture is not yet set. Even the four seed's not set. Only thing that's set is a five seed. That's Tampa, who's getting a, a NFC East pass into the divisionals. Which is I don't think so. I don't think so. And I got. I have a whole piece I want to talk about on that. So, <laughs> awesome. Um, awesome. And and it's it's legit. This isn't like my Tampa Brady um, hate here. This is real. Okay, so I agree with you. I think that if we're going to think about this from odds and who would you bet your money on, money line, all that stuff, I think Green Bay beats Chicago. Um, Aaron Rodgers is on a different planet right now. So Chicago finishes 8-8. Eight and eight. If Arizona somehow loses to the Rams, then the playoff schedule is exactly how it is right now, um, mm-hmm. plus or minus the NFC least uh, winner, which is going to be Dallas. And I'll explain to you why. Green Bay is going to finish one. They're going to beat Chicago. Unless, wait a minute, if Seattle wins and Green Bay wins and we win, no, it doesn't matter. Green Bay has to lose. No, I remember. Green yeah. Bay is the game ahead of us. Yeah. So I was, I, I in my head, I had put uh, Green Green Bay down to the um, the Titans, but that wouldn't have changed anything because they need an NFC loss. Anyways, so Green Bay is going to be one. They're going to be off. So we are going to get the Chicago Bears at 8-8, eight and eight, coming off of a loss of Green Bay. And we're going to see what Aaron did to Chicago to beat them while they're on this little bit of a run that they're on. Right? Mm-hmm. 
the Seattle Seahawks are going to play the Los Angeles Rams without a quarterback that they just played. So Seattle is going to beat the Rams. Tampa is going to go to Dallas, a 7-9 and nine Dallas Cowboys team, and they're going to suffer the same defeat that we suffered to that Seattle team. Ugh. I can't even, like, just thinking about it makes me sick. Um, the same, The same loss. And this is why. Andy Dalton being able to air it out against corners that bite, i.e. Jamel Dean, i.e. Murphy Bunting, all of them, just name them. The only one that doesn't bite is Carlton Davis. Those guys like to bite and get picks, and they want they want stats. That's not going to work. The offensive line's getting healthier in Dallas. They are actually getting some results and some, some work out of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. And the defense... I watched that entire Philly game. They play fast. They yeah. lead the NFL Marcus in turnovers. Live again. Yeah, they lead the NFL in turnovers in the last, was it five weeks? They got 13 turnovers in five weeks. So they're getting after the ball and finding ways to, to be successful. So I think Tampa Bay could end up getting ousted by the Cowboys. And I if it's, if they're playing Washington, then I, I rescind my comment. They'll beat Washington. But if they're playing Dallas, I think Dallas has enough firepower that that could put a lot of pressure on, on Brady. And I don't think that that's what he wants. This isn't that, the Detroit. That, that offense, CeeDee Lamb is, is real. Oof. Amari Cooper not now getting pressure, like, you know, the, the double coverage he would receive otherwise because CeeDee Lamb is there. Yeah. And then you have Michael Gallup as your third receiver. Oh. And, and is it Dalton Schultz? Dalton Schultz is the tight end, yeah. Is a tight end, and then you have Andy Dalton. Sorry, the Dalton thing screwed me up there a bit. And a- Andy Dalton as a decent playoff quarterback for Cincinnati when he was there. Not not great, but you know he's been there before. He's the Andy and, Dalton and line. He's, he's if you're above he's, him, he's you're better first, than average. He's a first round. He's a first round. I'm gonna be there in the first round, but I'm definitely not there in the second round quarterback. Yeah. Um, and you're right that that could po- cause some issues for Tampa Bay, which would be awesome to see. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, his his downfall comes at the hands of the Cowboys. How um, sick would it be? How sick would it be? I just thought of this. I don't think it'll happen. I think it's the least likely of all the situations. How sick would it be if um, if the Giants won? Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then Tom <laughs> lost to the Giants. Tom lost to a 6-10 and 10 New York <laughs> Giants <laughs> team. Amazing. Can you Amazing. just imagine... He would never, ever go to New York again. <laughs> okay, did we just have a new thing to cheer for? I think so. I, I think oh, any, 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 any part of this NFC East beating Tom Brady is going to be amazing. Even, even like the D-line for the Redskins could do work against Tom Brady in his, stat, his statue pose quarterback position. Okay, here's what um, I'm cheering for. Here's what I'm cheering for. <laughs> I just thought, okay, I'm cheering for us to beat the seventh seed. And then I'm cheering for the sixth seed to beat Seattle. Yeah. And then I'm cheering for the four seed to be the Giants and beat the Bucks, so that we get redemption because then we get to host the Giants. And then I'm hoping that the Rams upset the Packers, upset the Packers just by a great defensive performance and have to come back to the Dome and we get redemption. That would be... (laughs) <laughs> one of the most incredible stories in playoff history for sure that would just be unreal 
Um, yeah. But let's talk the about Giants, how... the Giants beating Tom and and, the, and we beating the Rams and and just you know, yeah, let, let's get it. That'd be t- that'd be twenty twenty. That's what that would yeah. be. Um, okay, <laughs> but sure. I want you to tell me exactly how you think the playoffs is going to spin out. So okay. your exact uh, exact idea of how the playoffs spins out here. All right. So it's a mirror image situation for us. We we have Green Bay needing to lose. We have Seattle needing to win versus San Francisco, and we need us to win Week 17. Last year, two of those three things happened, I believe, and we needed Seattle to then simply just beat San Fran. And there was the the one-inch non-touchdown for Seattle (laughs) um, that that took away our bye, put us into position to play Minnesota at the three-seed versus six-seed. And then, of course, we all know the the issue with Kyle Rudolph in the end zone. But... um, I think this year, because of the of the year that it's been, the, the weird year, the the no you know no home field advantage, no fans, I feel like it's gonna kind of just go our way for some weird reason, which might be a downfall in the end. I'll tell you why. I feel like Green Bay is gonna lose to Chicago because they are surging right now. Chicago to start the year five and zero to end the year they've been what the past four games four and zero four and zero yeah. Yeah, so they are they are rolling. No, right three and like three and three and three and zero. Sorry, yeah. but the, but they've done it with convincing fashion. It's been against the Jaguars. It's been against you know mediocre teams, less than mediocre teams. But the fact is that they that Trubisky now looks confident. He's throwing the ball to Allen Robinson, and he is playing so passionately. It's incredible. But but Jimmy Graham's back somehow. The the David Montgomery running game is is in, in action. And I think that like Green Bay is going to go in as five and a half point favorites at Chicago and feel like, okay, let's play the first half. Let's get out of there. Let's go home. Take the one seed, see mid-January, and then come out and just work whoever we get into Lambeau, you know, in, in divisionals. I think Chicago stuns them. I think they beat them, not by lots, field goal maybe. And then Seattle will beat San Francisco because Pete Carroll, um, although playing not for much, he's playing for something. He's going to play to win. Um, knowing that we're playing at the same time as him, he'll, he'll be clock watching. So um, perhaps if, if we're tight with Carolina, then he might not, you know, he, he might play enough to win. If we are blowing Carolina out, he can't get the two seed anyways. He'll just rest his starters and then that, that's it. So then we won't get the, the one seed. But I feel like Carolina's going to come out and want to just kind of prove something with Teddy at home. Um, they just came off a win at Washington. And they want to end the season on a high note. All teams do. You don't. You don't want to go into this off season with a loss, right? So, um, I feel like we will have a tight game into the third with Carolina. We, we will eventually win, forcing Seattle to play a, a game against San Fran to win. Um, and with Green Bay falling, like I said, we jump to the one seed. Green Bay's at two. Seattle's at three. We get you know, like I think will happen. Dallas at four, and then we have Tampa five, um, because the Bears beat. The Packers, they're six, and Arizona with Strebler beats the Rams, they're seven. Um, that's how it's going to break down in the NFC. I feel okay. like. Okay, that that actually all makes sense, and it's all real. It's like realistic, so it bothers me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so let's. I want to go through. Just we're not worrying about spreads here or anything like that. I want you to tell me the winner or loser in these games. Okay. Yeah. Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo. After winning tonight, has nothing to really play for. The two they seed. The, the they, two the, seed. Oh, they can play for the two seed still. Yeah. 
because they have the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. They're both twelve and three. Yeah. So the game actually means something. Hmm. I think Buffalo just wins because Josh Allen's going to go into the playoffs hot, hot, yeah, hot. Yeah. Buffalo doesn't want to finish. Going. They don't want to finish three, um, no. because they don't want to see Baltimore first round. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore is going to finish five or six. Um, okay. Uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Baltimore for sure. Okay. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. It's a weird one. Because all the receivers back by then probably are. Is COVID mm-hmm. to take the they're most? They're all back. So. Yeah, they're all back. Oof, that's a weird one then. I think Cleveland might win that game. I got Cleveland as well. So, so far we're all the same. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit. Who cares? Uh, New York at the Patriots. Who cares? Dallas at the Giants. Well, now that we said that Giants stuff, we we have to go with the Giants, right? I like. I think I if, I, if you I, gave, I had Dallas in my prediction just now. Yeah, I just, if, listen. I I have Dallas winning the game. I do. I think they're playing better football. But God, would I love to see the Giants just win that game and have mm-hmm. and have Brady having to go back to New York. Um, and and Judge Judge is part of the Patriots staff, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he was part yes, of the Patriots staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially so he games. knows he knows all about Tom. So yep. he'd be able to scheme some stuff up that would make Tom's life hell. That would be interesting. That would be very, very interesting. That'd be fun. Um, Atlanta at Tampa. Tampa's gonna sit guys, right? They don't have to win. So I think Atlanta off, wins. I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh Green Bay at Chicago, you said Chicago. Jacksonville, Jacksonville at Indy. Oh, oh Indy has to win that because Jacksonville's done. They're just, yeah. they're over. Yeah. So Indy gets to eleven. Uh Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee wins that for sure. Because yeah. if, they, if they win, not to win the division, I think. Side note: Did you see JJ Watts um, appeal to his, his teammates in the presser? Yep. yep. That is okay. I was not a uh, let's get a JJ Watt guy when everybody was like at the trade deadline. We should drift. I want JJ Watt in black and gold next year. That is a guy that I would like to cheer for. That is a guy that I would spend my good hard-earned money on his jersey. Like that's yes, give me more of that. Mm-hmm. That's that is like that's a good dude, man. He's Drew Brees at defensive end. He's yeah. a good dude. Um, Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs are sitting, everybody. Yeah, Chargers win that, I think. And then Raiders at Broncos. Who cares? You have the Cardinals beating the Rams. Yeah. Seahawks beating the Niners. Yep. And then you have the Eagles beating Washington. I think. Or do you, or do you no, have I Washington? I, I don't know yet. I'm not sure yet. I, If Alex Smith is quarterback, I think the Eagles pass rush. If... if I know they had an injury. It was Fletcher Cox, right? Yeah, Fletcher Cox got a stinger, yeah. So if he's not back, their defense but he'll be back. a lot. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. For a 4-10-1 um, team? 4 10 one team? Yeah. I don't Washington's know. playing for a lot, but he's, I, I, don't, he... I don't feel like... If McLaurin's back for Washington, and so is Gibson, then it's hard to go against him, I think. Okay, so let's talk the AFC here, because we talked NFC there for a second. Um, the AFC... Looks a little bit different, but I have my predictions for the AFC. So this is how I think the AFC is going to go down. Casey's got the one. I think Buffalo gets the two, which means Miami's out of the playoffs. So Miami goes from five all the way out because they'll be 10 and six. I think Pittsburgh goes to the three. I think that they end up losing actually to Cleveland. So Cleveland goes to 11 and five and jumps all the way to the five seed. Um, oh, no, I lied. Cleveland goes to the six seed because Baltimore wins as well and Baltimore goes to the five seed. Indy mm-hmm. jumps up to eleven and five and becomes the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. So I have a rematch. I don't, sorry, I lied. 
I have a, a first round matchup of the Buffalo Bills versus the Indianapolis Colts in Buffalo. Um, advantage Buffalo, or sorry, yeah, advantage Buffalo all over every single facet. I know Indy's got a good defense, but Philip Philip Rivers will have a real tough time in the cold, especially against that Bills team. Um, then I got the Steelers playing against the Cleveland Browns uh, in a rematch of Week 17, which I think is just so cool that you'll play a team back to back weeks. Um, I don't think has that ever happened before. I wonder if that's ever happened that you play a team back to back weeks, and like you'll have to play your starters because it ma- it matters. So yeah, like you'll, it would be hard to do that. I, I think we we didn't do it for Carolina in that one playoff game, right? That wasn't back to back. It wasn't back to back. It was weeks in between. Mm, yeah, like no, I think we played not. we played Carolina. I think in was it Carolina? That one year we played the divisional opponent. Yeah, it was Carolina. Yeah, it was Carolina. I think we played them in like fifteen or sixteen. I can find mm-hmm. out for you. Yeah. Um, but anyways, whoever wins week seventeen, it has a real advantage to winning in the playoffs because they'll just yeah. they'll just replicate the formula. Um, then we have the Tennessee Titans hosting the Baltimore Ravens. So I have Buffalo beating Indy. I've got Cleveland beating Pittsburgh in an upset. So the six seeds winning. And then I have the five seed Baltimore beating Tennessee. So you'd have Cleveland traveling to KC, and you'd have Baltimore traveling to Buffalo. I think wow. Baltimore is too much. Like that Baltimore Buffalo game is must see TV. That'll be so much fun to watch. Um, unfortunately, I think Baltimore's defense is scarier than uh, Buffalo's, and the quarterbacks will just wash themselves out. I think we see a special performance from Lamar Jackson in that game. I got Baltimore. Um, and then Cleveland, I think they're going to give KC everything that they can handle and more. And here's my upset of the, of the playoffs that I'm talking about. Kansas City has not looked good winning games lately. P.S. Can we just can we just pour out a cup of like anything right now? Just to, just to be frustrated as Saints fans. They come into the dome and they're catching hair nailed like, you know what I mean? Getting your toes in, running full speed at the back of the end yep. zone and and yep. guys chucking it up like. They're catching every break against us, Justin. And against Atlanta, they can't catch a cold. I know, I know. I could not I believe need, it. They need a kick to avoid OT with a 4-10 and 10 team. Yeah, from Young Ho. Anyways, yeah. I, my, I just, that bothered me. So anyways, I think the I'm Chiefs get white. caught. I think the Chiefs get caught. And the narrative becomes, oh my God, Baker, Baker, Baker. And this run team, Stefanski, 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 and Cleveland. I think Cleveland's a really good team. And I think they get all their guys back for the playoffs, minus Greedy Williams. Uh, Greedy Williams may never play football in the NFL. Have you? Did you read anything up on him, the LSU no. guy, the DB? No. He's got some like bad, 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 bad stuff going on with his body, and they can't get him right. Every time really? he gets, every time he gets tested out, just not right. So, um, it, yeah, we'll see what happens with the kid. I I pray for him and I hope he does well, but he might not play in the NFL, which is crazy. Um. So, yeah, I got Cleveland winning. So, now we've got Cleveland traveling to Baltimore, the six and the five seeds in the playoffs. <laughs> in a rematch of that epic game on on Monday night between Cleveland and Baltimore. It's the safety cover the spread. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, I, I, don't, I don't see Cleveland being able to win the game. I don't. I see Baltimore. But I'm going to pick Cleveland because I'm a Saints fan. I'm going to pick Cleveland because I'm a Saints fan. And at the end of the day, like, you got to cheer for your guys. You know what I mean? And, like, I like teams like I like teams like teams Cleveland and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. 
They they remind me of the Saints. They go through all the pain and the and the and the struggle. So I got Cleveland versus the New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl, which would piss the NFL off because that is not what they want. No. That's that not is at all what they want. That is not the showcase that they want. And I just I I would love to watch Baltimore have a lead by two with like a minute forty five and they have to punt. And Baker leads them down the field and you see who's their kicker? Cody Parkey. Yeah. Cody Parkey doesn't double doink. He hits it right up the middle and they come and get ravaged by the Saints in the Super Bowl. That would just be just amazing. And that like would be Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> put put your money down now. I, I'm sure you can get a prop with Brown Saints at probably one fifty to one right now. Go, <laughs> probably. go, go throw a thousand bucks on that. And then Pay off your car that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I can pay off a lot more than that. Um, okay, so we, we've got that. Uh, leading into the playoffs, what team are you scared of the most? I am scared of the Green Bay Packers. I, I, I feel like Aaron Jones can do work against us in a run game, even though it won't be substantial. It'll be something more than Dalvin Cook, less than Miles Sanders. I feel like Devontae Adams and Marshawn Lattimore would be the absolute best receiver cornerback, uh, you know, battle. You'll see all playoffs. Um, But I feel like Devontae Adams, with the chemistry that A-Rod has with him and and the fact that A-Rod's playing so well, and he scores almost every week, it would be very, very hard to imagine Marshawn Lattimore playing well enough to, to limit him. But imagine he did. So here's a question for you. What if he holds him to five catches for 44 yards and no touchdowns? Do we pay Marshawn Lattimore next year? <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. 100%. Forget, forget anyone else. We pay Lattimore and that's, that's it. Game over. That, that's his payday. If he wants to get paid, he's got to lock down Devontae in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and there's no question about it. And he's going to have to if you want to get there. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, so... So this, Green Bay scares Green Bay scares you in the NFC. They do. They do only because of the fact of of their offense. Their defense, got, I feel like, will be okay. Yeah. You know, Sean can scheme enough to get away from you know Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith and whoever else is the Smith on the Green Bay Packers. But I feel like we can scheme away from them enough with our offense. But the only thing is, it's not so much Green Bay that scares. You. It's more like the the quote-unquote frozen tundra of Lambo. Yeah, but it might not we be like not, it was. It might not be like it was on, on know, Sunday but, but night. We, but it'll be, even, it'll be a month later. We we haven't we haven't played a game anywhere near that in the past how many years? Two or three? Uh, the Giants game, I think, right? When AK went off for 100? It was snowing then? I think that was our last was that, cold game. That was a Giants, though, man. I, I, I feel like Green Bay and, and NFC Championship game Aaron Rodgers going for his second Drew. Do you know how many Rodgers Rodgers losses at Lambeau he has, though, in the playoffs, especially in the cold? Somebody posted something on Twitter talking about Aaron Rodgers' uh, road losses, and then somebody else posted his home losses as well. So let's not just hype Aaron Rodgers up to be like, this guy's undefeated. Like, he, the guy's got lots of L's on his, to his credit as well. I I agree. And he's, he's playing lights out. At some point, law of averages kicks in. Everybody has a bad game at some point. He hasn't really had one yet. So, you know, he had the bad mm-hmm. game against Tampa, I guess you could say. But I think that I think we, we can catch want, him. Do do we want okay, so we're gonna play either 
Arizona, Chicago, mm-hmm. probably in the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Or of the postseason, sorry. Mm-hmm. So Arizona, I, I don't I don't fret with with their defense. Chicago a little bit with some other guys that want to, you know, maybe either revenge factor, i.e. Uh, Akeem Hicks, Mary Edwards, etc. Yeah. Or yeah. I know, I know, just there's just revenge on guys. Mine mm-hmm. it, it makes them feel a, a bit different that day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Khalil Mack still playing at a decent level, not all pro anymore, but um, still there. Um, they'll they'll hit Drew. They, they won't be afraid to hit Drew. Um, Arizona going, won though. Going from there to either playing Seattle or Tampa. Probably, who has a pretty good, you know, defensive line. Some would say good. Uh, they're going to hit Drew. It's playoffs. They're not going to hold back. It doesn't matter anymore. He, he's a legend. He's he's a you know a goat. Whatever you want to call him, they're going to hit Drew. Then if he takes those hits, we win the game from Chicago, from Tampa, from whoever it might be. We go to Green Bay to play in the cold, and now those ribs feel a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more sore. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to play in the cold, minus 24 degrees, whatever it is that it was yesterday, 24 degrees Fahrenheit, which translates to what, minus 12 over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't breathe in cold to begin with. You can't breathe with with semi-fractured ribs that have healed but not healed because your kids will jump on you at home and you're still, you know, in in, in old age form. And, and all of a sudden, if you go against Aaron Rodgers, who's going to light up the air with his ball because he can throw the ball deep still he can still run the green bay packers at their home scare me if they come back to the dome though then i'm not too terrified if we can host anyone i'm afraid of a healthy rams team if we can yeah if if we have to go on the road i'm afraid of the packers okay that's fair um in the in the nfc i'm just scared of what russ can do and I feel like the Seattle defense has gotten better in the last five, six games. Um, they're playing faster. Jamal Adams is a – he's an Alvin Kamara of a defense. He's a freak. You know, the things that he can do at safety, he can cover your fastest receiver and he can come and thump you and blitz. And he can like, – he's just – he's a special – he's a special human being. I don't want to play against two special human beings on either side of the ball. I think the Rams, I was worried about them. Um, for the simple fact that if Cam Akers comes back and they have like they could run the ball a bit, but they lost their left tackle, they lost Cam Akers, they lost Henderson, they lost Goff, they lost Jared Goff. Like I feel like that team is kind of in shambles on the offensive end. So as good as their defense can play, they're going to be on the field for a long time because the offense is not going to be able to move the ball with a XFL quarterback, um, and not even the best XFL quarterback because he resides as the backup in Carolina. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I actually I don't disagree with what you're saying, but you have to think if we make it to Green Bay, that'll be the tenth week from Drew's injury. I think Drew's pretty gonna be he's gonna be pretty healed from that point on. You know, like and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna go on and say a whole lot about it, but I think that his pain threshold and where he's at, I think Drew's gonna be feeling just fine um ten weeks out from that injury. Mm-hmm. Is my math right? Is that nine weeks? Sorry. About nine. Yeah, nine weeks. Nine weeks, right? Give or take. Yeah, four plus two plus three. Yeah, about nine weeks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, I, I'm, I, I wouldn't be worried about that more. So I'd be worried about the fact that in the cold, we would really have to maul them. 
you know, like we would have to run the ball just every single play different, like a different type of run, every different play and just, just beat them up in the trenches. And then Mike Thomas would have to be perfect on his routes and catch everything on the, you know, on the outs for those third and threes, third and fives, et cetera. Um, the team that I'm scared about the most um, on the AFC side, it's not the Chiefs. It's not the Steelers. It's not the Titans. It's not the Colts. It's not the Browns. I'm scared of the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. And what do they both have in common? A super elite mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't want any part of that. Now, if I had to take my pick, I think I'd rather play the Baltimore Ravens because I feel like the weapons on Baltimore on the outside are less refined than the weapons that we would see from the Buffalo Bills. Stefan Diggs gives me nightmares. Cole Beasley is is literally, he's one of the most underappreciated players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think both of their running backs, Devin Singletary and uh, Zach Moss, those guys are both talented, man. They're both pretty talented. So, um, yeah, I don't want any part of Buffalo or Baltimore, but if I had to choose, I would take Baltimore because I think that we could still, we could get in a fist fight with Baltimore and still beat them. What AFC team scares you? The Bills for sure. 100% the Bills. <laughs> I, are the Bills, are the, Bills and, the best and, team and in the AFC? Sure. Are the Bills the best right now? I think they are. I think they are. I think Tredavious White has not yet played his best football. Uh, maybe it's saving it for the you know, the postseason. But him him on Tyreek Hill, let's say, for example, um, or even like a you know, Jarvis Landry, if that's who you're going to go against, or, or who's number one in Baltimore? Is it Hollywood Brown? Probably not. Marlon Humphrey? No, no, like 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 Tre'Davious White going against receivers. Oh, who's the number one receiver in, in Baltimore? Is, is it is it Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood Brown. Oh, that's not great. So like, I, I feel like Tre'Davious White can shut down the number one on any team. Not shut but down, the, but limit. Probably. They run. They run a lot of like three wide receiver sets where um, they got Boykin, Willie Sneed, and Hollywood Brown. Yeah, so and it's that, like one A, one B, one C. Yeah, nothing terrifying. Um, I feel like the Bills, just with, with Josh Allen being so, he's precise. He, he's got his target range. He knows where he's going. It's either going to either hit or miss. It doesn't get picked very often. I think he has nine picks all year. Um, but he he throws a lot. And, mm-hmm. and the ball's in his hands a lot. He has, like, what, 4,000-plus passing yards, 30 touchdowns, nine picks, yeah. eight rushing touchdowns, and 500 yards rushing. Like, he's he is ridiculous ridiculously good at he's what he prolific does. he's definitely prolific and and i'm terrified of, of a guy like that because we looked at if you look back on the history of the saints versus mobile quarterbacks it's not fun it's not good jalen hurts is our most recent example yeah robert um, griffin colin kaepernick back in yeah. the day with fourth and 12 going from the 10 yard line to hit it the only like one we there, got there's a we got kyler murray lot. there's I a we, lot yeah we stung kyler murray that was the only one we really got the only one but that was his rookie year too so really we we might have been okay with with that particular one, but Robert Griffin in the first week in the you know the home opener. We did we did um, good against Dak. We did yeah, good against last, Dak last year. We went thirteen, we, we yeah, went thirteen we, or ten nine or whatever it was. We did well against Dak, and and like we've we've done well against Cam in the latter part of his career. That's because you have tape and, and so much experience against him. But I feel like <laughs> Josh Allen Josh Allen's different though, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm just trying to think. MVP, I'm just trying to debunk your theory by thinking of a guy's quarterback who we we have not yet met. We haven't met him yet. Like oh, what about, what about Kendall Hinton? 
He's a running quarterback. <laughs> we we crushed him. Oh, Come on there now. We go. Come Wait on now. My, my whole my whole narrative has been crushed. It's been crushed. Hinton. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Kendall Hinton and Josh Allen are like me and uh, Drew Brees basically combined. Like <laughs> apart. I mean apart. Apart. <laughs> um, it, it's it's bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, like I say, Cole Beasley. Those two young running backs who are still scratching the surfaces and the defense who's decent and in the back end and the front end. Um, Buffalo terrifies the shit out of me. I hope I hope okay. they lose early on. <laughs> who's your uh, Who's your ideal Super Bowl? Like, what's your What's your Super Bowl prediction here? Who do you Who do you think is going to be in there? New Orleans for the Saints, and for the Saints to win the Super Bowl. No, no, no. Tell me, tell me oh. who's going to be in the Super Bowl right now. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? You're going to, You're going to Vegas. You're going to drop two bags on uh, on a game. Who do you got? Oh, well, I'm gonna go Saints Chiefs just because. Saints Chiefs? Yeah. You don't think anybody's gonna upset the Chiefs? No, I don't. Okay, so then if you could pick your ideal Super Bowl, you want the Saints to win, and you want it to be dramatic, you want it to be awesome. Who do you have in that game against the Saints? Ravens. Harbaugh versus Payton's a good, good, good coaching matchup. Ooh, Justin Tucker and the missed extra point. <laughs> yep, that 24-23 game back in the day that propelled us to where we got like and then we didn't get but um yeah no that saints ravens is a good super bowl i think for sure well, you're not far off from what i thought about yeah but but <laughs> but what do i feel like it's gonna happen i feel like it's gonna be saints bills which <laughs> i just <laughs> belabored everything 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 we're terrified and and also to the next point, how bad would it be for these two franchises to get where they get to with such downtrodden fans, us in the past three years? You can also include 10 and 11 for that. So, the you know, five of the past 10 years, I guess. And the Bills for the past 25 years who have not even had a home playoff game, how bad would it be for both fan bases to not go experience a championship game that propelled them to that game. And then those fan bases, if they flooded Tampa Bay, would have caused the biggest eruption <laughs> on any part of the continent uh, to see them play in that game. Like, it's it's so heartbreaking that both fan bases, if that's a, the bowl that we get, a Bills and Saints, you know, Super Bowl, it would be... Because since, since the inception of the Saints, the Saints have been bad despite yep. 09 despite you know 06 when they had a chance to get there 10 11 the the major upsets 17 yep. 18 19 major upsets yep. um it would be there's not a lot of good the, to look the back biggest at. the biggest like kick down dogs going into the super bowl together and their fan bases can enjoy that um and buffalo has it worse than us which is crazy but you want to know do. who has it worse than buffalo cleveland imagine yeah, cleveland gets there they have the longest playoff drought, yeah. Ever, <laughs> yeah. That's true, that's true. Well, they, they yeah. were there with Derek Anderson and Brendan Edwards back in 05. to the Super Bowl. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry, yeah. no. Yeah, I'm it's saying playoffs, but I'm saying they have the longest active playoff drought in the NFL. Oh yeah, yeah, like championship, yeah. No, like playoff drought. Like they're the team that right now that that has not, that has not been to the playoff in the longest time. It was on NFL Network. They were just talking about the teams that uh. The longest standing playoff droughts in the NFL. Detroit Lions are on there. 
Uh, Cleveland's on there. Really? Uh, yeah, Jaguars. Nope, Jaguars weren't on there. I'll pull Jaguars it up right now. So you, yeah. you can keep talking. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. That that's yeah. No, that that's incredible. Um, it, it would be heartbreaking for fans, and, and and as a fan of a team, you know, who've we've been there the past three seasons, and we've you know, been out of the one, two, or three seed each time. So we would not like we're we're sneaking in. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 would be heartbreaking for fans not to be there this season of all seasons. Here we go. Number one, Cleveland Browns haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. Well, that's a long time. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been to the playoffs since 2007. Number three, what? the Jets. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's been a while, man. They've been in the basement of the NFC South for a long time. Okay, what about when Brilliant Ed- Edwards was with Derek Anderson? 2002. In 2002. No way. Yeah. And then to the that's Jets. That's got to be 05, I thought. The, the Jets. The Redskins, the Broncos, and then Cincinnati and Arizona. And those are all 2015. The Jets, is, it's been two, 2010. The NFL is a, a really good league, man. It is. And the fact that Cleveland's doing this right now without OBJ, he's gone next year. Trade him to us. Send him back home. <laughs> no kidding. Um, okay, so I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, this is the the last thing I want to talk about. Through the playoffs, you're going to have to have some players step up. You can't say Alvin Kamara. You can't say Drew Brees. Okay, you can't say Cam Jordan. Actually, you know what? I won't give you any restrictions on defense. You can say anybody on defense because not one person on defense right now is standing out other than um, 93 every single week. So you can say anybody you want on defense. You can't say Kamara and you can't say Brees. Okay. Give me two guys on the offensive side of the ball and two guys on the defensive side of the ball that are going to become household names and are going to lead us uh, to a Super Bowl through the playoffs. I think by virtue of you know, statistics this year, Trey Hendrickson um, has got to be one because okay. he's in, in the same conversation as Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, and Miles Garrett. He's in that range, the top four names mentioned. And he sat again. Sacks. And he sat again. And the thing is, is his, you know, his pass rush snap count is so much lower. But no one looks at that, though. Mm-hmm. But if, if his if his pass rush snap count matched those of those mentioned above him, he would be um, the sack leader in the NFL. Him and... Our Manitoba boy, Anyamata, who people need to start recognizing as someone who's playing football at a very high level. Um, those two dudes are defensive MVPs, not named Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, or any other pro bowler you want to mention. Um, or former pro bowler, anyway. So those mm-hmm. two guys are, are my two. Okay. Offensively, I'm going to go with... Um, it's It's tough. It's tough because their offense is predicated on so many big names. Um, and it's a dirty work that gets you recognized otherwise. But offensively, I feel like Adam Troutman eventually, it, maybe this postseason becomes a household name. I feel like that, that catch and run in the fourth quarter um, shows athleticism, confidence, and perhaps a, a willingness to be out there playing the game to win the game at all costs. And, and if not a close game, 
even to just continue the blowout. That that's a good important you know skill to have. Um, and I'm gonna also go with Cesar Ruiz. Okay. Because he's up and down. He's very up and down. But all rookies are up and down. You can't find a, a rookie outside of the ones who win, you know, OROY or DROY. You can't find a, a rookie who's going to come out and perform at the NFL level every single game of their career. Now, first round pick attached to his name definitely brings that status down. But I think that he's finding himself. He's learning from people around him who are so good at their job that he wants to be just the same. And the Saints don't miss on offensive linemen. They really, truly don't. Andres Pete, maybe. <laughs> and maybe again. But Cesar Ruiz, I think, is learning from Ramchek and McCoy beside him. McCoy being a third rounder. Um, Ramchek being, you know, a second, first round pick for us. Um, and he's learning from those guys and saying, like looking at them and saying, like, listen to me. I need your help. Help me out where I can. Make me better. I want to be like you. You are awesome. You are awesome. I want to be the third awesome in this, you know, right side of the line. <laughs> and I feel like Cesar Ruiz is that guy. And I yeah. feel like he's not afraid to ask. His passion when he got drafted by the Saints, he knew the Saints are, are obviously a, a good O-line drafting team. So he, his confidence on draft night was already high. And his emotion for His yeah. emotion for being picked at that level showed his gratitude. And now he's been playing much better. He still has not been his best. But perhaps after five months in the NFL with no offseason, and now he's played, you know, you, you can count the first four games as preseason, the next 12 is actual, and now he's into the real deal, the the, the grind of the, of the season. I feel like in January he might play his best football still. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I'll stay on the offensive end here because we're, so we're talking about it. I actually like both your picks, and I'm not going to double down, even though one of your picks was one of my picks. So I'm changing one of them. I'll tell you about it after. Um, Marquez Callaway. I think Marquez Callaway, I spoke about it previously. I think he is the Lance Moore, Michael Thomas kind of hybrid. Um, Sorry, um, Michael Thomas, (laughs) Marcus Colston, uh, Lance Moore kind of hybrid. I think he does a bunch of things that Willie Sneed did. um, And I think he's better. He's just kind of fasty and he's he's, he's faster and he's shiftier than those guys because he's a punt returner. Right, and because of that, mm-hmm. that added element makes him really hard to defend. I can't believe that teams passed on him. I'm I I don't know what they saw or what they did with this kid with their evaluation that they passed on him. It makes no sense to me. I'll never fully understand it until I see something negative. But every time I've seen him on the football field for the Saints, he's been he's been productive and and he looks awesome. So sign me up for more uh, Marquez Calvix. I think he's going to be a gigantic piece uh, for us there. And then secondly, you were talking about the offensive line. So I'm not going to talk about the offensive line here because you're right. But Latavius Murray, I think he is going to be the Mike Bell, Pierre Thomas. You know what I mean? Like this, like he's going to do something like that in the playoffs for us because he he's a gamer and he's so like he if you watched like his mannerisms on the sideline, he looks like old man wisdom. You know what I mean? He's just sitting there, and he gets he gets pumped up when he does something really well. But you see him sit back and calm down. He's he's a thinker. It looks like he actually thinks the game. And I think a guy like that paired with Breeze into the playoffs, you know, in the mind of Sean Payton, I think that that's going to be awesome. And just a little a wild card here, just because he he had a good he had a he had a good little run with us against the Vikings. 
Ty Montgomery. I know he dropped that ball that Drew threw him, mm-hmm. but he had some good returns and he looked like he got some juice in those legs. I would yep. not be shocked if Ty Montgomery does something for us in the playoffs. We haven't used him at all really this year. No. I wouldn't be shocked if he does something gigantic for us. So those are my well, uh, his his preseason tape was also like lightning. It, it was yeah. awesome. Much yeah. like we we like Deontay's preseason tape where he was like yeah. running routes and stuff. Yeah. Ty 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 looked fit. He looked healthy, and he was running routes that, like with precision. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that that's gonna kind of you know be the hidden weapon we we haven't showcased all at all this year. Yeah. I agree. So that's a wild card we could throw in there on some like scheme stuff that Sean wants to do with him and Taysom at quarterback and Deontay in the game and Manuel Sanders. Like just imagine all that speed on the field. Teams would be like, what Mm -hmm. the heck? Mm -hmm. Um, On defense, for me, I think I was going to say Demario Davis. Okay, so that was the guy I was going to say. But I expect, like now I'm not shocked anymore. The same way we said we can't use Kamara. I can't use Demario Davis. I'm expecting him to be good. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. The same way we expected Vilma to be good, I'm expecting Demario to be good. The guys that are going to shock me, I think Janoris Jenkins is going to score twice in the playoffs. A la TP. I know TP didn't score both times, but I think that he's going to make two gigantic plays for us um, via scoring. And I think CD Deuce is the other guy that's going to be like a catapult for us in the playoffs and you know barring him getting injured i think he's just going to be a guy that's going to get sacks i think he's going to get a couple turnovers he's been so close all year to picking up some fumbles the same way that von bell would or getting a pick like in that eagles game he had that pick pick six he dropped i think cd deuce is ready to go and i think that he's going to be a gigantic piece for us in the playoffs and he is a gamer he is a he is a lippy mouthy He's into the game, EA Sports. You know what I mean? Like, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. sign me up for some CD Deuce. And is Patrick Robinson coming back for the playoffs? I think he's only on, like, I think he has to, right? He's, he's not. He's on, he's on the season. Yeah, it was a hamstring, right? Yeah. It, yeah, so he's back. So, and then my wild card for defense is going to be Patrick Robinson. I think Patrick Robinson is going to be another guy that's going to be, you know, forced into some action at some point in time and he's going to play well. Especially if we play Green Bay when they go four wide receivers. Yeah. You, you know that we're going to have to play across the line. We'll have to go um, CD, Patrick Robinson, Janars, and Marshawn. Yeah. I actually don't feel bad about it. I said that, and I don't feel bad about that, Justin. No. I know Rodgers is a beast. Is Mark, I really, do you think Marcus Williams is really, really hurt, or are we just protecting him? No, we're okay. Is Marcus okay? Yeah, I think we're okay. I hope so, man. He's been playing some good football the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So here's the last question before I get you out of here. I said that last time, but I got, I, I actually I forgot to ask you this question. And it's it's bugging me. It's it's killing me. The loss of Quan Alexander. And the injury to Andres Pete so much so they had to sit him. Is James Hurst a good enough replacement after what you saw against the Vikings for Andres Pete, part A, and part B? Is Alex Anzalone have a Disney produced part two? Actually, I guess this will be part three with the Saints. Now that he's healthy and playing beside a defense that's been playing pretty well, you know, plus or minus two games near the end of the year. Yeah. Um, well, Anzalone definitely fits the narrative of, of Rapunzel's hair, the, the long blonde. So the, the Disney part definitely is there. Um 
but I, I, I feel like Anzalone getting the time off because of Quan being here Boy, might actually have kept, kept, kept him healthy. <laughs> you know, like it was like a, a stopgap. It, it was yeah. we brought Quan in, we sat Alex down, time he didn't to have learn. To play, time get to injured. Learn. Yeah. could learn from two dudes who are who are vibing up each other, because Demario and Quan formed an instant instant bond, friendship, bond, brothership, whatever you want to call it, and and they played well in that regard. I feel like Anzalone watch it from the outside, and he's gonna know that he has to be like that to be with Demario's energy level. He can't play Anzalone's game. He has to play Demario Davis's game. Mm-hmm. And and Quan played that game immediately. But now, Quan's gone. Alex had a chance to rest. He's back in. He will now know that he is now going to be that same person who has been the same energy, the same level of intensity. And he hasn't been around for the playoffs yet. Like he, He's been injured going into the playoffs or... Or when he was first year, we didn't really have him, you know, available at, at the at the level he's playing now. He's not a bad player. Like he's he's he gets hurt, which is which is his downfall. Um, but but being healthy obviously is going to make him better, more confident, and able to go after his game the way he does. And knowing that it's it's one and done, he can lay it on the line for a game. And if he gets hurt, he has eight months to rehab. You know, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's going to be okay. As for James Hurst. He looked good. He, he looked, looked really real good. good. I'm watching he the game right really now good. for a fourth time. Um, as we're and it makes, as we're it makes you wonder about about like what we have with Pete and and why like why we paid him so much money if we had Hurst available to ourselves. But I feel but we're like... also we're also not we're also not pass blocking. Like um, Pete Pete's a really good mauler in the run game as well, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like Hurst didn't have to pass block too much in this Minnesota game. There's a lot yeah. of running, so it changes the game, the way you mm-hmm. would grade him, the way you would look at it. Um. Anyways, we're we're going real long here. I I do appreciate the answer that you gave me there. I like the comment about Rapunzel. We need to see a little less Rapunzel and a little bit more Thor. Uh, they're both Disney. Um, that's what I would like. I would like from that situation. Um, I agree with everything you said. I think I think Hurst. I think Hurst is a bit of a one of the ones you kind of think about, right? You're like, ah, well, how's that going to turn out? This guy was a starter for the Baltimore Ravens for a long period of time. And that's a run first team. So he knows how to run block. And and, and Harbaugh's not going to play a guy that can't successfully do that because they need guys out there that can do it, that are mean. So I don't mind having him there as a guy, that, especially if Pete's not playing well. I don't think Sean's going to let a, a Minnesota part two happen. Yeah. I think Sean's seen enough. If, if Pete's getting his butt kicked in the first half, he might he might sit down, you know the same way they did Ruiz and Easton this year. They they funneled mm-hmm. him in and out. He might do the same thing to Pete and say, "Listen, kid, we paid you all the money, but if you can't play, have a seat." Yeah, and, and I'd be okay with that. Um, we didn't even talk about the Carolina game, uh, but it is only what is it Monday? Let's yeah. jump back. Let's do the people a favor. Let's jump back out on here on Friday, Friday or Saturday, and uh, let's do another one. Talk about the Carolina game. Maybe sure. anything that happens through the week. And, uh, yeah, we gave you guys a long one today. We're having a lot of fun with it. Obviously, you can tell the excitement in our voice. We are pumped leading into the playoffs here. And uh, if the Saints use Week 17 as a bye week, I'll be shocked. I really will. But if yeah. they don't, let's go. Who that fans? You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Who that? Who that? Who that? <laughs> Who that? I'm excited. Buddy. All right, brother. 
Who that? People, remember we say keep it simple, keep it sexy. Life is gravy. Saints, 11 wins, probably 12. This is the golden age of being a Saints fan. Enjoy, Saints fans. Who that? Who that? Who that?